Each of us humans has an ego, also called an egoic mind, that can and often does create suffering for us. This is not a bad thing, is that suffering is often what nudges us to grow, to look within, beyond our fear-based ego, and discover the peace, beauty, and well-being that awaits us there as we align with our higher selves. The truth is that you are not your ego. You're something far greater, more powerful, more fantastic than your ego. Your ego is the little you. You are source energy, an aspect of divine oneness, who happens to be having a physical experience on this beautiful planet Earth. So a big part of spiritual growth involves recognizing your ego and its tactics and choosing to give it less power over your life. This can most definitely be challenging as the ego is tricky and has lots of interesting strategies for maintaining its control over you. I can assure you that the more you come to recognize your egoic mind and reduce its hold over you, the better your life will become. So in today's episode, we're going to look at some ways the ego keeps you out of the abundance zone and what you can do about it. Welcome to the Abundance Zone, offering you tips and tools for supercharging your ability to attract more of what you desire into your life. Learn how to step into the Abundance Zone and stay there more consistently and watch your life transform. Welcome to the Abundance Zone, episode 40. Hard to believe we are already at 40. Now, if you are interested in what I have to say today and want more information, I suggest you go to episodes 14 and 15 from the Abundance Zone, where I talk about the ego in more detail. Let's now look at some of the ways the ego's tactics may block abundance from flowing into your life. The first tactic I want to talk about is that of victimhood. Our egos love to encourage us to see ourselves as powerless victims, victims of life circumstances, victims of other people, victims of whatever. It's interesting because just recently I was playing some thoughts in my head and the ego likes to make up stories about situations in your life in which you end up seeing yourself as a victim. And I thought I was pretty good at recognizing this characteristic in myself and warding it off before I got too much into any kind of story in which I'm a victim. But lo and behold, there I was doing the dishes and finding myself feeling like a victim. And I realized, oh my goodness, Here is a story that I've just allowed my mind to play several times in my head about something going on in my life and one of my relationships, and my ego had cast me as a victim in this story, and I realized in taking on that role of victim, I was really feeling frustrated, angry, and powerless, because that's what happens when ego makes us victims. We feel like powerless, helpless, hopeless individuals. It is not 
helpful to see ourselves as a victim. And as long as you view yourself through lenses that color yourself as a helpless victim, you remain blind to the unlimited power you have to transform your life in positive ways. I tell my story just because I want to emphasize sometimes we don't even realize that we're casting ourselves as a victim unless we really step back and look at the way that we have been viewing a certain situation. And uh, it's easy for for our ego to slip into that victim mode. The ego loves to think of itself as a victim. But what's true is you are not a victim in life. You have so much more power than you could ever imagine. Power to create the kind of life you desire. Power to change your life circumstances power to transform your relationships, power to attract abundance of every kind. You really do. And so there's no need to see yourself as a hopeless, helpless, powerless victim because it simply is not true. Now, the other thing that these victim lenses do is they keep us blind to the ways in which our own thoughts and feelings and actions may be sabotaging our own happiness and success. The ego likes to kind of gloss over the areas in which we're actually responsible for our own unhappiness or undesirable life situation. The ego prefers to focus on blaming other people, making other people wrong and bad, blaming circumstances, saying, oh, what can you expect of someone who had such an unhappy childhood or whatever the ego wants to tell us to make excuses for ourselves. But what the ego doesn't want to do is point to the fact that, well, maybe you had something to do, self, with the problem you find yourself in. Maybe there's a lesson here for you. Maybe there's a different kind of choice you might want to make in the future situations that resemble this one. Maybe you are not at fault, but you hold some responsibility for being in the situation that you find yourself in that is not pleasing to you. Maybe, for example, you continue to choose to uh, spend more money than you have on things you don't really need. And uh, in doing so, you get yourself into a financial hole. And then it's easy to say, I'm a victim of life. The fact that I now am a victim of the bank that is asking for their money back or whatever. Maybe you continue to make the same unhealthy choices in relationships, getting yourself in a relationship that you know isn't really good for you. Maybe you continue to make the same choice in terms of eating foods that you know your body doesn't want you to be eating that make you feel terrible, whatever it might be. And I'm not suggesting you beat yourself up about these things at all. That's not the point. Beating yourself up, criticizing yourself, Uh, chastising yourself is never the answer. But taking a good, clear look in the mirror can be very helpful in order to assess what you've been doing and what you may want to be doing differently in the future. And that's true for all of us. 
all of us have things to learn about our choices. And it is by the consequences of those choices very often that we learn, oh, I don't think I want to do that anymore. So what's the solution if you find that you have been wearing victimhood lenses? Well, you might try taking those lenses off and asking yourself a few questions and really be open to seeing the truth as you hear yourself answer those questions. For example, what do I need to change to improve my life circumstances? How am I contributing to this relationship problem or this undesirable life situation that I find myself in? What actions can I take in the direction of positive change? And then follow through on the answers that you receive. Maybe what you learn is that you continue to focus on what you don't want instead of what you do want. And of course, wherever we put our energy is what we end up getting. So if you focus on the things you don't want, you end up getting more of the very things you don't want. If you focus on what you do want, you end up getting more of the things you do want. Maybe it's a matter of changing your attitude about yourself. And rather than talking to yourself negatively and saying, I'm a failure and I'll never amount to anything. Maybe it means saying to yourself, you know, what happened in the past is the past. And what's happening tomorrow is I have a brand new day, a brand new opportunity to change my life, to take some steps in a new direction to change old patterns that no longer serve me. Maybe it's a matter of talking to yourself in a more uplifting and positive fashion, more optimistically. Maybe it's a matter of deciding, you know what, judging myself or anyone else is just digging a hole for myself. And I'm going to choose to stop myself when I notice I'm judging myself and instead to treat myself in more loving and compassionate ways. Could be any number of things. Maybe it's you discovered that you're doing a little too much people pleasing and not setting boundaries for yourself in your relationships. Or perhaps you discover that you are not being honest with yourself about what you really want and staying in situations that don't serve you, that aren't good for you because you're afraid of leaving those situations, those jobs, those relationships, those living situations. So, Take off those victim lenses, ask yourself some honest questions, and then act on the basis of the answers that you receive. The second way that the ego can keep us out of the abundance zone is by comparing us with other people. Nothing ever good comes out of comparing ourselves with other people. In fact, it's almost sure to make us feel terrible. Comparing yourself to anyone in any way is always an ego trap. It is a total waste of time and energy. What's true is you are unique in all the universe. Think about that. You are unique. There is no one and never will be another person anywhere, this earth or otherwise, exactly like you. 
You came to earth to experience this lifetime with your unique, special perspective shaped by your past, your physical body, your culture, your family, your community, your various life experiences, your array of talents and gifts and interests. And you came here to be unique, not to be like anyone else. Comparing yourself to anyone else in any circumstance is really just a waste of time because the goal here is for you to enjoy being uniquely you, not better or less than anyone else. Just being your best self is all it takes to live your best life. So if you notice that you're falling into the comparison trap, press the stop button when your ego tries to go there and just refuse to compare yourself with anyone and start to focus on what all of the wonderful things are about you that you most enjoy and appreciate. What makes you enjoy being you? The final trap I want to talk about is that of scarcity thinking. The ego loves to scare us as a way of maintaining control by focusing on scarcity. One way it does this is by focusing on scarcity of resources. There's not enough money. There's not enough work for all of the people doing my kind of job. Let's say that you give massages and your ego tries to tell you, oh, there are only, there are too many massage therapists and not enough customers and there's no way you can make a living doing this because there just aren't enough people who want massages to go around. And so unless you beat out your competition, you're not going to have any clients to give massages to, you're not going to make any money. And all of that is a bunch of hogwash. When we think in ways regarding our work or our relationships or whatever, as if we're in competition with others, that's a form of scarcity thinking. When we think there isn't enough, that there won't be enough, that we have to be in fear, we have to be anxious. Anytime you're feeling fearful or anxious about something not being enough, You have been taken over by your ego doing scarcity thinking. What's true if you're that massage therapist, for example, is that competition breeds scarcity, but cooperation breeds abundance. So when we cooperate with others, when we help others to be successful, when we cheer others on, when we work together with others, that's when we begin to attract and when we're open to it and when we visualize and feel abundant and visualize an abundance of people coming to us who appreciate our services, who want what we have to offer, who are grateful for what we have to offer who are happy to pay us for what we have to offer. When we see people lining up out the door in our mind's eye, wanting to come to us because what we offer is unique to us. It's unlike what anyone else in the universe has to offer. And that doesn't mean it's better than or less than what a 
another person offers in the way of massages. It's just different. So basically, as I said, scarcity thinking makes us fearful of losing what we have or not getting enough. And that very fear makes it more likely that we will not get enough or lose what we have. It makes us anxious and fearful about uh, the future, thus limiting future possibilities. It leads us to make choices to stay in jobs, relationships, and living situations that are not for our highest good, all because we're afraid we will not find something better, that there is not enough good stuff to go around. Well, all of this thinking is simply false. There is lots of abundance of good stuff to go around as much as you could possibly want or enjoy in this lifetime. You just have to open to it. You have to believe you deserve it and you have to focus on opening to it by making your vibration one of expecting abundance, feeling grateful, feeling joyful, enjoying life in each and every moment and opening to the next moment with glee, with the anticipation of more good stuff coming your way. When you do this, you put yourself in the abundance zone and more good stuff does come your way. To summarize, what are the things you can do if you catch yourself falling into one of these ego traps? First, do not judge yourself for falling under the ego's control. It's completely normal and true for all of us in one way or another at one time or another. Second, spend time connecting with the real you, the greater you, your higher self. How do you do that? Well, everyone is different in how they do that. It may be through meditation, through reading uplifting books, through prayer, through taking time to be in nature. It may be by watching uplifting YouTube videos or movies, listening to uplifting music and podcasts. Whatever makes you feel good inside, whatever brings you to a state of inner peace, feeling connected to source energy, open to life's new possibilities and potentials, grateful for the unlimited abundance that already fills your life. Anything that makes you feel that way is connecting you with the real you, the greater you. And that's the goal. When you are aligned with the greater you, you are absolutely not in your ego. And you will make choices not based upon fear, but based upon love, based upon joy, based upon your highest good. Third thing that you can do to keep yourself in a good space is to begin to write and repeat positive affirmations. Writing them down is good, but you have to be conscious as you say them or as you write them. Really feel yourself inside aligning with these affirmations. And if they don't do that for you, rewrite them and find the words that will help you feel yourself opening 
to the goodness, to the greatness, to the unlimited potential that exists in the world for you, because it is there awaiting your discovery. And you might say affirmations like, I live in an abundant universe. I now attract abundance of every kind easily and effortlessly. I believe in my value and worth. I am empowered to make new choices in alignment with my highest good. I am open to seeing the truth of my behavior. I love and appreciate myself as I am. I am increasingly magnetic to prosperity and abundance of every kind imaginable. These are just a few examples of the kinds of affirmations you can create for yourself. Just make sure that they're positive and that they are in the present tense. Write them down, say them often, and really make them your focus to reprogram your subconscious to be focusing on abundance, prosperity, feeling deserving, feeling good about yourself, loving yourself, treating yourself in loving ways, all of these things will serve to stop you from falling into those ego traps and begin to open the door to the kinds of life experiences that you have been waiting for and wanting. Thank you so much for tuning in today to my podcast. I hope you have found this helpful. I want to wish you a beautiful week. Bye.